With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Monday morning, the 23rd of May 2022. Daniel Pedro back with you after a dose of the magic around flu, but much better and looking forward to a big show. What a morning of sport already. We will get into the EPL and also the French Open uh, shortly. And in a second, we'll have a look at the round of the NRL as well with Charlie. Good, sir. Uh, number's still the same, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or you can text 0457 736. 736. Plenty to get through, so let's get started. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Um, we'll start, we're going to talk NRL in a second, but Charlie Goodsir's in the studio now. Uh, what an amazing morning and hoping to speak to uh, my EPL correspondent, if he's awake, in around about 15 minutes. Man City, what a comeback to take the Premier League title. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, um, just waking up and, and checking on the highlights. And oh. yeah, um, unbelievable. Just looking at the score, you'll just think, oh yeah, Man City, easy, 3-2 win. But oh. uh, that to do it the hard way, but congratulations. They've uh, they've won the title. Yeah, and it made me think on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. I was having a chat with a couple of people over the weekend would you like to see the NRL do what the EPL do and do all eight games? And I know it would be hard because you'd have to get it all on TV, but it would be good to get those final eight games all on one day and the final round heading into the finals. It, it would be hard, but with, I think, streaming, KO, oh, the TV rights have, have never been better. And I think you'd be spoiled for choice. You could do a big multi-screen yep, uh, yep. with all eight games. It would be great. Uh it would only work if there are like two or three games that have mm. finals implications. I agree. Because yep. a lot of the time when it gets to the later rounds... It doesn't really matter. It, it's, yep. it's kind of set out, especially with the competition with the, the gap between the best teams and the poor teams mm. widening. Mm. It, it could work, but on very strict circumstances. I'd like to see it, but I, I do agree. 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. More on the EPL shortly, but let's turn our attention to the NRL, and we'll start back on Thursday night now. I wasn't here on Friday, so I didn't get to have a chat with you about this. Broncos 36 over the Knights 12. It was closer for a long period of time than a lot of people thought, but then the Broncos just ran away with it, and uh, you're a Knights fan, and what do you make of that performance? It wasn't what I think you expected it to be. Look, I, I think the Broncos deserve to come away with the win. Mm. The scoreline does not reflect how tight the game was. Mm. What angers me most about this as a Knights fan was just the calls that didn't go away. So the first one, the Dan Gagai, no try. Mm. The general consensus is that's a try. And yep. I know I've had some arguments with people in the office here, i.e. Thomas Costigan, <laughs> about whether or not that was a try. It was a try. And at mm. that time, it was 6-all. If, if we go up, completely change the dimension of the game. Yep. And then that try to Cobbo in the second half, again, just changes the swing of the game. 
it didn't cost us the game because oh. we weren't good enough to win, I don't think. But, yeah, it really, really put a sour mood uh, in my household. And, yes, uh, I'm sure it did. But better signs for the Knights. And Brisbane, uh, they're performing so well. I saw yeah. them live against Manly a couple of weeks ago. Um, no one expected this uh, from them. I didn't have them in my top eight. No, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a salty Knights fan, so only talking about the Knights' <laughs> yes. misfortunes, but full credit to the Broncos without Reynolds as well. Mm. Really, really mm. impressive win. Uh, yeah, they're in the eight for me. They they play finals. They have to play finals. That's their goal now. Yeah, I think they're going to be very hard to beat. Uh, two games on Friday, the West Tigers 36 over the Bulldogs 22. Uh, the Tigers, you thought at one stage, were just going to run away with this match, but a better second half from the Bulldogs, but still nowhere near good enough, and the Tigers are too good. And an important win for the Tigers as well after another few hard weeks on the back of those. They had those two wins, and then uh, they lost about three or four in a row. They really needed that win over the Bulldogs on Friday night. Yeah, and, and in those losses as well, they were still playing well, and they were yeah. hounded in those first five rounds. They were playing junk footy, losing those first five games. Won those two games convincingly. And yeah, they've lost, I think, three in a row. But you could see that there were signs of improvement. And I think this win was kind of just reward for the effort they've been putting in the last three weeks. And they deserve the win. And yeah, the Tigers are looking good. There's something there for Tigers fans. Hard to beat at Leichhardt all the time. Um, Eels 22 over Manly 20. Tom Dravojevic out for the season um, with the State of Origin teams to be named this Sunday. So uh, Brad Fittler, Greg Alexander and the rest of the selection uh, crew have a few headaches and no doubt uh, Brandy might be asked about that with Vossi after 6am. But the game itself uh, came down to a Mitchell Moses sideline conversion. Now, I'll be honest, I only watched the first half. I was that tired, so I I switched off um, and checked the score when I woke up in the morning. But the Eels, they're one of these teams that are up and down. They managed to beat the Storm, managed to beat the Panthers, lost the Roosters uh, the week before and only just got over the line for Manly. But probably a two-part question, your thoughts on the game and can Manly make the eight now with no Tom Dravojevic for the rest of the season? Thoughts on the game, cracker game. I I think Manly uh, came out strong after a really disappointing showing last week during Magic Round. I don't think they can make the eight. No, I, no, I, no. I think they're too inconsistent. They put in those really crappy performances like they did against the Broncos the week prior. And look, they played really well against Parramatta, but ultimately fell two points short. They don't get the win. And I think Turbo is just such a massive loss. He's the barometer of that team. If he's going well, if he's firing, manly firing. If not, there aren't really too many people outside of DCA, I think, that can really stand up and, and take that team on his back. So... Yeah, I think I think trouble in Manly. I suppose the argument Manly fans would have is that they did win a couple of games earlier on in the year without him, but this is for a long period of time. This is for still more than half the season. I, I you look back at what they did last year without him, uh, I can't see them making the top eight, and they're too inconsistent with him in the team. Yeah, exactly. I. I, I think trouble's ahead. Yeah, Manly fans, 0457 736 736. Uh, three games on Saturday. The Dragons, 24 over the Warriors, 18. Entertaining game uh, of football. Not overly surprised the Dragons got the win. The Warriors, they tried their best, but the Dragons, uh, too good for them on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, a bit of a uh, to-be-expected sort of game. Yep. I think uh, Dragons were expected to win, did win. Mm. Uh not too many highlights other than the Zach Lomax, uh, how yeah. the hell he got <laughs> out of the in-goal area that that looked more like rugby union uh, with that more. But, yeah, they got the job done, got the two points, put in the bank. 
still think it's very important for the uh, Warriors um, to get back to New Zealand as soon as possible. Um, I know there was a wet their away game, so they wouldn't have been at home, but uh, struggling. But they play their first game in probably about six weeks' time. I think it's the start of July um, for the Warriors. Let's get to the other two games. Cowboys 36 over Melbourne 6. There was a lot made coming into these two games about the two top four, the four top four teams playing each other as it was standing, heading into round 11 of the NRL. Now, I tipped the Cowboys, but I didn't expect it to be a 30-point win. I thought they were always going to be a pretty good chance considering how many players the Storm were missing, but that scoreline shocked me. I, I tipped the Storm because I haven't really believed in the, the mm. Cowboys hype, mm. and uh, we've heard from a couple of... Uh, Cowboys officials and players leading up to this game that this and next week against Penrith is yes. the real asset test. And I thought, look, the Storm will win, but if they can look good, then okay, I'll I'll buy the Cowboys. I'm completely in the Cowboys mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Get on this team. They are the real deal, I think. I think top four is a must for this team, the mm-hmm. way they're going. And 30 points against the Storm, that's their biggest defeat in some time, I think since 2019. Time, yeah. So... To, to knock them off, yes, they're missing a few players, but with the Storm, one soldier goes out, you replace them with another soldier. And to beat them by 30 points at home as well, really convincingly, Cowboys all the way. Do you take How much do you take into account that the Storm were without some of their star players? It has to come into it a bit, but yep. they're still a good team and they've still got one of, if not the best coach in the game. Yeah, exactly. A little bit, but not a 30-point defeat. That's just very unstorm-like. As we said, they haven't lost by that margin in nearly three, four years, something yeah. like that. So not too worried. They are coming up against a team that now we can definitely say is the real deal in the Cowboys. Yeah, and you mentioned the Cowboys. They have Penrith this Friday night, so that'll be another interesting test. Speaking of the Panthers, they got up over the Roosters 32 points to 12 on Saturday night. I thought this was an interesting game. The Roosters really did stick with them for the first 30 minutes. It was nil all, and then all of a sudden by half time it was 18 nil, and you could see what the Panthers can do just like that. I don't think the Roosters played that badly. I thought they were all right. The one criticism I would say for the Roosters is you're not going to beat Penrith when you're playing that one-out football that they were doing for the majority of the match. You saw later on in the match when the Roosters started to throw the ball around a bit um, and test the Panthers. They got over for a couple of tries. But I said leading into the game that if the Panthers keep playing like this, I can't see anyone beating them at the moment. No, clinical is what I described that performance Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. They... I agree. That first half out, enthralling. Nil yep. all. I think the Roosters, yeah, did well to stick with them. But you could just get this sense that one try in the floodgates would open. And that's exactly what happened just before halftime in the blink of an eye. 18-0. They're, they're the 10 to beat, yep. Penrith. I mean, I think we thought that coming into the season and this just confirmed it as well, especially last week against the Storm. Yeah. That they're just on another level to some of the other teams. And I think the Roosters were sitting in fourth. Yep. And... Yep could only get within 20 points of them. I, I think the Panthers just just showed their class. And it just shows how quickly they can just turn it on yeah. so quickly. Um, well done to them. They were very good. Uh, the Roosters next week have the uh, have the Sharks, so another tr- tricky match for the Roosters. And then the two games yesterday, uh, Raiders 32 over Souths 12. This, to me, just shows where Souths are at uh, at the moment. Canberra have turned their season around to an extent, three wins in a row and playing some good football. But... Uh, they just don't look like they're talking to each other south. Their halves look like... I saw a tweet from Wally, actually, who uh, appears with Fossey and Brandy, saying uh, yesterday that do their halves even know each other? Do they ever talk to each other? Because it doesn't look like it. They're, they're in a world of pain at the moment, I reckon. Souths. Canberra, though, too good and turning their season around. Yeah, I, I tip Canberra uh, mm. uh, for this game. And 
just because you, I don't think you can trust the Rabbitohs. You just don't right. know what you're going to get. I think I agree. That halves pairing, look, a lot's been said about Lachlan Lewis. He's still young. He's still coming into his game, so you can't be too critical. But, I mean, against the Raiders, who have been kind of at the doldrums so far this, this season, mm. they have picked up in the last two weeks, but I, I, it, something's wrong. And yeah. I think Jason Demetrio needs to acknowledge something. The players need to acknowledge something. Is it Reynolds? Is it the fact that there's no cohesion? Is it Latrell missing? Are they trying new parents? Something's not right. Yep. And this season, very quickly slipping away from them. I think they missed the top eight. I think, I, I think with Manly as well, the two teams that finished top four last year just haven't seemed to get going. And there's one thing you don't want to be in any sort of season, and it's inconsistent. And you look especially how teams like the Canberra Raiders are playing now who were outside of that top eight and still are, um, but are starting to find some form. And the final game uh, last night, or yesterday afternoon, Sharks 25 over the Titans 18. I don't think the Sharks played their best football uh, yesterday, but they did enough uh, to win. The Titans almost staging a last-minute comeback, but the Sharks are too good, and they'll take the win and go on to that next week's match against the Roosters on Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. I think with the Sharks, just put it in the bank. It's uh, You're back in the winner's list after a disappointing fortnight. Awful conditions yep. <laughs> in Awful, the wet. Yeah. Awful conditions. I thought uh, Lockie Miller, the debutant, played outstanding uh, mm, in the wet, especially great. with the conditions. I think the Titans, really disappointing. For A lot of people had them in, in their top six, top mm-hmm. eight. I had them nowhere near there, and I think I'm proving more right by every round. They just lack a spark. Yep. They're just a bit of a nothing team at the moment. And I think, look, the Sharks control this one from the get-go. The score towards the end made it look a little bit close, but good win by the Sharks. I agree with what you said, Dan. Didn't play their best, but mm. they'll just be happy to get the win. I think a lot of people thought the Titans were going to be a top eight side. Probably They probably invested too much in what they did last year. Um, they almost made it the second week of the finals. Probably really should have, but yeah, they've been pretty poor to start the season. Charlie, thank you. We'll have a chat again on Friday morning and we'll have a look back at the Thursday game and review uh, preview all of round 12 of the NRL. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Dan. Brilliant. Charlie, a good sir, part of the SEN team and you will hear him uh, throughout the week on uh, the Vossie and Brady Breakfast Show as well. Just the ladder quickly before a break. Panthers are first on 20 points. Storm second on 16 points, but Cowboys equal uh, second on, thir- on 16 points. Points in third position. Then the Sharks, the Broncos, the Eels on 14 points, the Roosters on 12 points, and the Rabbitohs sit on the bottom of that top eight on 10 points. The uh, outside of the top eight, the Raiders and the Manly Seagulls and the Dragons, they're also on 10 points. So quite a lot of teams there on 10 points. The Warriors on eight, the Titans, the Tigers, the Knights on six, and the Bulldogs sitting last on four points. What do you make of round 11 of the NRL? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And what about that uh, chat me and Charles were having at the start of our conversation about would you like to see all eight games of the NRL or AFL at the end of the season to be played on the same day heading into the finals? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. On the other side of this, we'll switch our attention uh, to the EPL. We'll also update you on the French Open as well. It's 14 and a half past five. At 18 past five, good to have your company, Daniel Pedro, with you. Now, we were going to speak to uh, Brett Phillips today, but he's tied up a bit with Channel 9 coverage. But just a quick French Open update. Thanks to B Solar, let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit B Solar, uh, visit B 
b.solar uh, to learn more. Tanasi Kokonakis, unfortunately, uh, going down this morning, 6 4 uh, 4-6, 6-4, 7-6 to Rummus for Nolis. Uh, so disappointing for Tanasi Kokonakis uh, this morning. A host of other uh, games going on. Going on. So we have won as well, 6-2, 6-4, um, And we'll keep you updated with a lot of the other things going on. As I say, we're going to speak to uh, Brett Phillips throughout the next couple of weeks, most mornings, just to get a take on what is happening at the French Open. And we may get back to that in just a second. But uh, it would be remiss of us uh, not to go now and look at the EPL. Jonathan Gallo on the line. Firstly, good morning to you, John. Uh, how much sleep have you got with those games finishing, what, about two, two and a half hours ago? Yeah, oh, mate. Good morning, Dan. I'm, I'm about two hours. I'm running on two hours of fumes. I feel like I've played the game myself, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, look, it was a fantastic morning of football. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I mean, it definitely uh, twice as good if you're a Man City fan. Uh, for Liverpool fans, it was, you know, it, it's probably the equivalent of, of, of listening to your best mate get to the point of a story and you've been, you know, delaying it for about 90 minutes to get to the final ending, which you knew was the same ending that the person before they told you for 90 minutes was going to be. Um, so it, it's it's mixed, mixed feelings for, for Liverpool fans, I suppose. Obviously, they would be very proud of their, their team pushing towards the end of the season. That's all one can one can ask for, particularly when you know how much they've been going for. The quadruple was always the, the dangling carrot for Liverpool come the end of season, and that's what pushed them to go as, as best and as far as they could, no doubt about it. Um, but in the end, Man City, just eventual champions of the, uh, of the English Premier League, deserved champions, I have to say, as well. They just didn't let up. They didn't slip at all, despite the last 10 games coming into it. Liverpool hot in their heels, uh, Man City just kept at their pace the whole way through and, uh, like I said, did not give Liverpool an inch. And really, you just got to absolutely praise Pep Guardiola and, and the coaching staff from Man City. And this game uh, this morning against Aston Villa at the Etihad typified all of that. Mm. I mean, really, this, this game was everything. It was it, Villa came out of the blocks, uh, held tight for the first time. I said before... Last week on the show, if, if Billy can start well, the first 10, 15 minutes, they just settled into the game more and more. And suddenly you looked at the scoreboard, it kept, it was nil all the whole way through. And uh, at that stage, Liverpool had equalised. I mean, Liverpool in the first three minutes went down to an absolute hell. It was a goal kick pretty much. And then within about two bounces of the ball, it was a cross ball to the, to the far post. Freestanding Wolves player, Nato, puts it away to an open goal. Suddenly, Anfield are in panic. Uh, you know, they're down one nil. What's going on? This is, you know, this is supposed to be a fairy tale finish. And then uh, they responded to make it one all, and the Eddie had received the news that it was one all at Anfield. Suddenly, the, the the nerves. I spoke about the nerves before Eddie had. The game went on, and and you could see fingers just being bitten to the absolute core, and 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 you know, fans' faces just sunk in their hands. The, the City fans starting to realise not this again, you know, kind of not this again, kind of look. And uh, as it dragged on, Villa just mm. grabbed a, a, a goal, first goal of the game to Matty Cash, um, the header on, on the far post. And you've got to remember, Villa were absolutely being, you know, hounded down. That They just could not get out of their own half for the full 15, 20 minutes. They were defending their backsides off in that first half. And then... Uh, City just let go that one moment. They, the focus went away for a little bit. They they almost got tired. I think the nervousness, the whole 
adrenaline of the situation uh, played itself out with City. And uh, and as I said, Villa grabbed that goal out of the blue. It's only got one nil up and then two nil up. And, and who should that be? It'll be Felipe Coutinho, the former Liverpool man, gets a second goal for Villa. And you're just thinking, wow, this is turning really quickly south for for City and north for, for Liverpool fans. And I switched over back to the Anfield game and uh, Liverpool still won all. Mm. And uh, at that stage, struggled. Struggled, I have to say. I, I'd, I'd never seen a Liverpool side all year long look look tired, look a little bit out of sorts in a way that they didn't have all the questions to to give to this to this Wolverhampton team anymore. They were running out of options. And this was, you know, 60 minutes into the game. Very un like I have to say. And then the panic started to come into the Anfield Stadium. Uh, you know, where's this goal going to come from? What's happening? You know, they were 2-0. Yeah. They got the news, obviously received the news from Eddie Hedder that, that, you know, obviously Villa were 2-0 up. And the shouting, the screaming from the top, the top of the end. I, I kid you not, I saw a few fans. There, there was a situation where a, a, a Villa player, mm. uh, sorry, a Wolverhampton player went down injured. And this is about the 55th minute. Mm. And he's right in front of the cop and he's doing the old, you know, my calves are being cramped situation. Someone mm. come out and help me stretch out my legs. And I kid you not, four or five fans from the first row of the cop leaped over and the crowd had the crowd steward had to control the guy who they were giving absolute abuse to the Wolverhampton player when he lied there just uh, he was injured yeah. and literally looked whether he was absolutely injured or not. You know, <laughs> he could never quite tell, yes. Yeah, depends who you ask, I suppose. Mm. But um yeah, that, that, that situation there, it was so, you were on the edge of your seat. You were literally on the edge of your seat for both games. My TV's got more of a workout than I have, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but th- uh, in the end, yeah, yeah so, great game. Yeah, so 3-2 Man City over Aston Villa and 3-1 Liverpool over Wolves. The, mm. I, I, I can't imagine it, but, John, the, the atmosphere at Anfield um, when they were leading 3-1, I know things changed throughout the game, but... That must, mm. It must have been an awful... Well, it must have been a great ride at some stages and then an awful ride at some stage. The same for uh, Man City fans uh, as well. What were the reactions both at uh, the Etihad and also at Anfield when the game, uh, when both games did end? Yeah, look, I think, I think it was just... To be honest with you, I think Liverpool had a sense of relief. Mm. I know that they, they 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 found out they'd lost the game by then. They found out that obviously Man City went you know two in two in succession. I think they scored two goals uh, to make it two all in the space of literally two minutes. Uh, Gundogan yeah. just saved the day when he made it three two. You know four minutes later, and that when it was three two, it was game over. You know the, the you know the, the final curtain had been drawn. Uh, Villa had given all they got. You know credit to Villa for pushing all the way as well. And uh, Liverpool, that stage when they got when that news filtered through to, to Anfield, um, I think there was a sense that one all that they could just go out and play now, mm. and they got to two one, three one, and so I think there's a bit of sense, a bit of relief from Liverpool fans' faces because I think they just felt that look they've gone as in, as far as they could, they've given as as best as they could in in what was a very nerve wracking, tense ninety minutes. Mm. Now people say, well, it's ninety minutes, and you're playing for a Premier League title, you've got to give everything you have, but. I think the Liverpool season going the way it's gone and, and going one step further, they have to go there this week to, to Real Madrid mm. in a Champions League final. I, I, I got a sense that Liverpool were glad it was over. They yeah. were glad it was over because it had taken its toll on the players, taken its toll on Jurgen Klopp. And you've got to remember, 
they're probably not thinking the situation would have happened. I think people were thinking that City were going to go to that to at home against Villa and mm. win five 0 comfortably. They yep. didn't think this was going to drag out the way it did, and so in a way it seems a little bit cruel to be honest. Yeah. It seems like a little bit of torture, but. Uh, yeah, this is football. This is the English Premier League. And you know, I was talking to quite a few mates over in the UK at the time, and I just said, "Can you believe it? Yeah, you know, this is the best league in the world, isn't it?" And they just wrote back, "Unreal, unbelievable. And, it couldn't have been written any better." And you, you won't, yeah, and you won't get it in, in many other leagues. It's uh, just fantastic. And you mentioned we might catch up later on in the week as well. Liverpool do have that very important Champions League final this coming uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Australian time. Joe, just quickly, just the bottom half of the ladder as well, just before we let you go. Uh, unfortunately for Burnley fans, uh, relegated. Uh, it was that battle between uh, Leeds and Burnley on who was going to be the next team uh, relegated. Leeds managed to get a 2-1 victory over Brentford and Newcastle 2-1 over Burnley. So unfortunately uh, for Burnley fans, they're relegated, but Leeds, they just managed, managed to stay up. Well, I, mean, I tell you what, can you imagine what Leeds will be like uh, yes. being there at the moment in the UK. I mean, if you don't know what Leeds is like in the UK, picture the King's Cross back in the 1980s and 1990s in Sydney party and put it 10 times ten times more. You know, it's it's party central there and uh, they would be absolutely going off there at Leeds at the moment. They will be, you know, calling all over Ellen Road for the bus trip back for those boys. I tell you what, it must feel like they've won a Premier League in a way for Leeds United because it's such a club with such history and, and obviously there's a lot of Aussie connection. We talked about Mark Viduka, Harry Kuehl, you know, such a, a great team with a lot of history. But uh, for Burnley, yeah, I think Burnley, just that the managerial change last couple of weeks with Sean Dyche leaving the club and getting sacked, I think hurt them a little bit. I think with Leeds United, Bielsa got sacked as well. But I think their, their caretaker coach was able to tactically be a bit more astute and uh, he gave them some fighting spirit towards in the season that they uh, they desperately needed. So, well done to Leeds United and, and to Burnley, unfortunately. I, I did predict last week with my shiny crystal ball that um, they would, you know, get go down relegated, unfortunately, for Burnley fans. But hopefully in the near future, we do see uh, Burnley return back to to the English Premier League. Well, another incredible uh, finish to the English Premier League. We don't get it every year, John, but uh, when we do on that final day, it's very exciting. As you mentioned, Champions League final coming up uh, this weekend. So we may have a chat with you on Thursday morning uh, about that because that's going to be a very interesting match as well. John, uh, I know you're probably not going to get much sleep today, but get through today. Have a good night's <laughs> sleep uh, tomorrow, uh, tonight and we'll have a chat later on in the week about that Champions League final. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. Jonathan Gallo, our EPO expert, knows a lot about uh, football. He was up until the all early hours. Uh, well, it is the, still the early hours, so even earlier than now, uh, to talk all things football, and we will have a chat with him later on in the week. Just before a break, just through the whole results, actually, of the Premier League from overnight, we saw Crystal Palace 1 defeat Man United nil. so that just continues Man United's uh, poor season. Arsenal 5 over Everton 1, Chelsea 2, Watford 1, Leicester City 4 over Southampton 1, one. As I mentioned, Leeds United 2 over Brentford 1. Uh, Brentford having man sent off in that game. Newcastle 2, Burnley 1. Man City 3 over Aston Villa 2, which clinches them the EPL title after a stunning comeback, as John mentioned. Tottenham 5, Norwich City 0. Good way for Tottenham to finish off the season. Brighton 3, West Ham 1. And Liverpool uh, three wolves one. Just quickly before a te- uh, before a uh, break, text message oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Yeovil uh, Treeman says hi Dan. I don't see any compelling reason to play 
all the last round of the NRL at the same time. Unlike the EPL, where there are a number of battles throughout the ladder, the NRL may only have one or two games that are significant to the ladder, if any. I would still like to see the final round spread out over the weekend. Thanks, Yeovil Treatment. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 We'll take a break. Come back with more. It's 29 to 6. At six minutes to six o'clock, breakfast not too far away. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the phone number, or 0457-736-736. A couple of texts uh, to finish things off. Junior Smithy uh, says, Morning, Dan. This morning crushed me when Villa were up 2-0. I was feeling good, yeah, against Man City because I knew Liverpool always had that extra gear they could go to get that victory. But that five-minute period that saw City get three goals brought me to tears. On the NRL playing all eight games at the same time, it is something I like and wouldn't mind seeing how it goes. Yes, got to feel sorry for the Liverpool fans who I would have thought they would have won that uh, match. And Well, they did win the match, but they're on their way to win the Premier League. But that's uh, how it goes sometimes in the Premier League. And Big G has said, morning, Dan. Up until the 2020 season, the NFL have been playing all the games of the last week on Sunday. It's great. I have no problems with the NRL and the NFL going down this track. So uh, mixed thoughts from a few text messages this morning. Uh, but I don't know if it will ever happen, but it'll be interesting to see. Thank you for your company this morning uh, in Sydney 31170. Andrew Voss and Greg Alexander coming up with the breakfast show through Queensland on SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. It is Pat and Heels. Thank you for your company. As I said, breakfast next. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a wonderful morning and I'll see you then. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um... Polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.